Welcome to Love Narratives, a podcast where on-screen relationships meet real-life love stories. I'm your host, Michelle Zylar. I'm a love coach, and I help people navigate dating so that they can create conscious relationships full of passion, healthy boundaries, and so much more. If you're someone who's ever struggled with being adaptive and resilient, in relationships or throughout your dating experience, then this episode is for you. In the second half of our conversation with Shihan Michelle, she'll share about growing up in the sexual revolution and dating after divorce and getting introduced to the dating apps and a few things in between. And yes, we will also continue to talk about the Queen's Gambit. The Love Narratives podcast is all about what we see, hear, and say to ourselves and each other about love. We'll discuss love stories both on and off screen and explore whether the narratives we witness impact what we do with our own hearts and how we write our own love stories. These guests were all super generous and vulnerable with their own stories. So you won't just be getting movie or TV reviews here. But you'll also be getting real lived experiences from real people at the same time. And maybe by the end, we'll get to see how or if what we watch affects us in our real relationships. But let's be honest, we all know it does. What about ones that you don't relate to at all? Like, were there any um, aspects of, you know, her love life or just her life in general um that you're like no I don't I don't understand that or any that really almost pissed you off like I know sometimes when I watch things I'm like screaming at the television um so anything like that no I think the you know there was more admiration for her following her own path like you know even even to where she snuck out to get the um to get the drugs, she's so good to get the narcotics. <laughs> and the whole time I'm screaming like, what are you doing? Like a fear of getting caught. And the, you know, the way that, you know, I've not taken actions for fear of getting in trouble. Like that, that was like, I never saw that in her. And so, you know, that more of an admiration, like I, I admired that. You know, and then uh, again, I'm not answering your question, Michelle, but the um, I want to bring up her relationship with her. I can't remember anybody's name, but her friend, Um, Jolene. Jolene. Oh, my God. Like that. That relationship is so. uh, Like like that. She's really who who intervenes. Mm -hmm. She's the one who saves her. Mm -hmm. And it, it was her like her stand for her friend um you know to to be all she can be like to be who she is like girl what are you doing like hello (laughs) like with all of that you were given like what are you doing with it that kind of that kind of snap out of it moment you know and you know that use of friendship or that role of friendship in our lives like the women that i have in my life you know, my relationship with my daughter that is so completely like, 
like holding each other to account to be who we are or my you know my my um dear friend Cynthia when I left home at 16 and I met her that year and she was I don't know I think she's eight years older than I am and I like had like that that woman's example of what it looks like to be a grown woman in the world and 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 how I got developed through that relationship um, and matured in that relationship just by her like like seeing me as as bigger than I saw myself and then holding me to account for that um, and also being a demonstration of that like that relationship is beautiful in that in that um, series I love their relationship yeah I completely agree I'm so glad that you brought it up um you know, from them exploring as kids, you know, when, (laughs) and um, to their, their adulthood, and how Jolene really, like, explains what family is to her. Yeah. Because no one, like, she's really her first demonstration of that. Yeah. 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 And, um, Oh my gosh. Can we just talk about Jolene's relationship for just a second? We, we don't know much about it, but what we know. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. There's a car. <laughs> she has a car. As- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has a car. Thanks to this man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who happens to be a white married. man. <laughs> married. Yeah. And, you know, he wants to marry her as soon as he breaks up with his, he divorces his current wife. Right. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, she, she's sharing with, uh, with Beth, how she changed her major and she wants to be a lawyer because yeah. she's going to be a radical and all of this. And I love this moment where Beth is like, how can you be a radical with a white husband? Won't all, <laughs> won't, you know, and she and with all it like won't all of the other radicals like be upset or whatever and she was like fuck them if they can't take a joke uh-huh. <laughs> and I just love that you know like just considering the time obviously I wasn't alive then um but it was like they were just making the best of what they could what they had yeah you know like she's like yeah. I'm not gonna she's take using them right back yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I can appreciate that transactional kind of <laughs> that transactional sort of relationship. I get it. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I think that a lot of times that gets demonized. And I think that I probably have done it myself, like, you know, being like thinking I'm better than that kind of thing, but I've probably yeah. done it in, in my life and there's a time and a place for it. And I think if yeah. both people are, you know, clear about what they're doing that it's transactional that's fine yeah uh you know yeah yeah uh, really like you know somebody who's been dating over the last you know couple of years there are you know there are people i've been with and it has you know been transactional like it there's a there's a we want something from each other we're clear about what we want we're responsible for wanting that and and you know, it, it, it works. Yeah. So what have you gotten out of dating a car? What have I gotten out of dating a car? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, 
No cars. <laughs> no cars. Okay. No. Um, I'll get a driver, but no cars. <laughs> fair enough. And I'm curious about in the show that does the time period that it's set in have any impact on the way you relate to it? Because um, it's set right like in the late 50s, mid 60s, right? Yeah, which um, I love. Yes. Yeah, I mean, besides you know just loving i mean i love all the style the passion passion of it yeah and, exactly yeah. yeah um but besides that you know like the context for how society was does that impact the way the show resonates with you at all yeah for sure for sure because i think you know there is that like i played soccer on the boys team because there was no girls team mm -hmm. so i definitely related to the you know to it, you know, from my own, although I'm a little, I'm a little younger than that, um, than that movie, that time, certainly, it's, you know, very reminiscent of my own growing up in the 60s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, wanted a baseball glove. When I was five, my I was like, I begged for a baseball glove. And I remember my grandmother giving it to me and saying, you know, I, I wanted to buy you a dress. And, um, but your mother insisted that I, I buy you this. <laughs> like like this thing here like and if I, I must yeah <laughs> I wanted you know yeah I was like I was over the like so excited to get a baseball glove yeah my own brand new not used that I found <laughs> yeah so you you did some dating you know around a little you know a little bit uh, later than Beth, and then you doing you're doing some dating now. Yeah. Um, could you just share with us like the difference? <laughs> oh God! Like you know the dating that I did, um, you know before I got married was all there was so much experimentation. There was just so much like, like, like I had a very um, you know I was very conquest kind of you know, goal oriented, let me say not, that, not much has changed. Um, but, you know, it was like a, about, you know, I mean, I, I think I wanted to meet somebody and for sure and settle down, but there were so many men that I met before that happened. And, and I, I was into that. Like I, I loved, I loved sex. I loved, you know, going out and meeting new men. And I just was like, and it was before AIDS. So there wasn't the kind of you know, the kind of fear around it that 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 era brought. Um, and, you know, it was, it, I don't know, I like feel like I grew up during the sexual revolution. And it was, you know, just like, go be free. You know, women have the same, you know, with birth control, we have the same um, freedom as men. And um, so I, you know, really explored that. And then, you know, obviously in my um, late fifties now I'm, well, I'm 60 now, but, you know, started dating in my late fifties after my divorce. And um, first of all, the whole app, you know, <laughs> dating apps and like that, there was a learning curve there. And, um, you know, I could, I could, you know, tell you like the first time my daughter helped me set up my profile, the uh -huh. um, you know, when I opened up, I used the Bumble app. And I wouldn't even like hold my phone in front of my face because I had this experience that they could see me. So I would like hold the phone off to the side and to swipe <laughs> them. Like <laughs> it was just all so confronting and like, oh my God. Um, and 
you know, you know, to, to now I'm like, I'm on several dating apps and, um, you know, I, I, I kind of learned, I'm learning about that world. And I've gone through a lot of different spaces around my own sexuality and I'm too old for this and nobody's going to be attracted to me. And there's no man out there and all that, you know, that those spaces that you go through, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable. And like, you know, what it is to meet somebody. And then at the end of the, the, the meeting say, you know what, actually, I'm not interested. I don't want to see you again. Or, you know, they say that to you like that, you know, there's just a lot to, to contend with. And um, that's, that's distinct from the romantic sort of like, you know, I'm out in the world and I meet them at the grocery store or at the bar, you know, which is how I met my, um, my husband. I met him at a bar, you know, it's like natural. It seems organic. So, <laughs> so, you know, I've gotten to a place where dating apps now at least occur as a more organic way to meet people. <laughs> I love that you just said that. I love, I love it. I'm, I'm literally like, this is my new working tagline is like meet someone organically, even online, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and, yeah. yeah. And because what does it mean to, to feel organic or natural? It's just what we're used to. Totally. Totally. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it, it has gotten really natural for me to just like yeah. You know, go and, into an app like I'm walking into a bar. Yeah, exactly. Like those were, you say, the grocery store, a bar, yeah. where you can be yourself. You're comfortable, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I just love that you were holding the phone to the side because you felt oh like God. they could see you. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you well, for sharing so, that. Yeah. Well, and, and I, what I didn't share is that when I was growing up, my grandmother used to tell me about my great grandmother, when they brought a television into the home for the first time they brought it into the living room, she wouldn't take her stockings off in front of the TV because she was sure that they could see her. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm having that same experience that my great great grandmother had when they brought a television into the room wow. <laughs> that they could see me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, it's yeah. like I technology. definitely. I definitely feel that I can't put my finger on an experience, but there have definitely been, you know, moments in the last few years, you know, now I'm in my early thirties. I'm like, Oh, I'm becoming my mother. Oh, I'm becoming my grandmother. Like I, I'm reacting oh. the same way. I'm nervous yeah. the same way. I make the same noises. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. That gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It really does. So, so look, all of you out there that you're not complete with your mother, that, <laughs> The women <laughs> in particular, you, you want to, you want to get complete with them because that when I sound like my mother, that I love my mother is then I have the opportunity to love myself. Yeah. I, I hear myself, you know, making like the oi sound. It's very big in my family. Oi, like, you know, and uh, it, it's endearing to me. I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah. Baba, like my grandma, Oh, like, you know, um, so definitely it makes a difference, you know, yeah. heal your relationships, all of them. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. For the power it brings you. That's yes. Yeah, absolutely. You should, but because that's where the power is. For sure. And then, you know, also just thinking about you being able to love yourself as you're growing into this, you know, three, 4.0 of your great grandmother. Um, yeah. 
you know, actually being able to be vulnerable on those dating apps and like yeah. bring all of that and your authenticity in this like totally foreign world of, you know, I'm being vulnerable inside of my phone <laughs> to the whole internet. It feels like. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, cool. And then uh, let me let me take a look. I think I have a few more questions for you uh, regarding the Queen's Gambit. I know we went on a tangent, but it was a wonderful tangent. <laughs> um, okay. So do you feel like anything that you saw in the show maybe had an impact on how you are dating today? I don't think so. I mean... You know, there's that, um, you know, I'm thinking about her relationship or so her mother's relationship with the man in Mexico and, um, you know, having questions about that, like seeing myself in that, like, you know, cause she's, she's, I don't know if she's divorced, but she's certainly separated from the, um, hus her husband at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then she, you know, has this, has this romance in Mexico city and it's all really great until it isn't right. You know, and just like feeling for her, like seeing, you know, for myself, like what it is to put yourself out there, um, you know, in, in, you know, at this stage of my life now I'm older than she is in, in that, in the movie, but it's still like for that time, you know, it, they're, they're, they're similar, right? Like right. she's probably what in her forties right. and, um, you know, for what it was to be a woman in your forties divorced, um, and dating, you know, you could say is at that time, similar to what it is to be in your late fifties divorced and dating. Mm -hmm. So I could relate to that, just, you know, the vulnerability of that and her putting herself out there and the disappointment when it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a way that she spoke about her disappointments. Did you notice that? No. Where she kind of glossed over it, you know, yeah. that, and she, not even just her disappointment. <laughs> yeah, well, she definitely, she definitely drank it away. Um, oh. But now that I'm saying that, I think she actually, it was a way that she spoke about disappointments and anticipation. She wasn't very clear, right? It, it felt like she didn't communicate directly, right? Hmm. She, she was, you know, Beth asked her, is he the reason you wanted to come to Mexico early? And she says, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, she just kind of has, has this indirect way. And like when her husband calls to say that he's not coming back, um, she says this whole thing about, I'm not Aristotle, but, you know, I think something could be construed as wrong. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just interesting. I don't know if it has to do with the time or just that she, you know, mm. didn't have the words, you know, because yeah. she was uh, just so upset. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, she was also so isolated. Like, you know, you didn't see, you, didn't, you never saw anyone else in her world, right? There were no friends. There was no family. She was, she was on her own. And then Beth became her person. Yeah. Right? Like, like he got her, he got her a, a daughter. Like you'd get someone a dog. Right. That, that is so accurate. Um, 
And then there's like the moments where Beth kind of starts to recognize that too, right? Like she takes a couple of digs at her when um, Alma is like, you should join a social club. And Beth is like, what did you do to be social? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I love the moment, you know, just speaking about their relationship, I love the moment when she... I can't remember where they, I think it's the first time they go together to a tournament and they, to win $500 and they've calculated all of the money that, you know, they're going to save and how much they're going to make and, you know, the expenditures of it, all of that. And, um, and then the, um, is it, is it Alma? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she says, um, you know, she says like, would you, you know, consider paying me a percentage, like as your manager? And she says 10%. And there's that moment that when, when, you know, you could, you, you could see how she'd be like, she could take that moment to like, to like really like be a bitch mm-hmm. and you know, like, like assert, you know, kind of power, like, no, like that. Mm-hmm. And what she comes back with is, you know, 15%. That moment for me is like a real, like a character moment where you're, where there's like a choice that gets made about the kind of human being that she's going to be and the kind of um, relationship she's going to have with this woman. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of almost like, you know, like reaching your hand back, like if, if you've already opened the door, right? Because now Beth is in this new generation. She's opening all these new doors. Yeah. She's making it in a man's world. And she sees her mother like, mm. can, I ha- can I have some crumbs? And she's like, no, no, you can have a whole cookie. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. We're going together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, you know, it's so, uh, you, you know, the other thing I love about there's complexity in the characters. And I love the complexity that, yeah. you know, like men are bad, women are good. You know, it's like, no, there's complexity. And um, yeah, just really, I mean, I love the series. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you said complexity, it made me think as well about um, Harry Beltic, the guy that moves in with her. Yeah. Right. And he he also comes up against like, I think he feels emasculated by her. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah. he, he's like blasting well, music and then he's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the that's the other fine line that she walks is the is the beating men without emasculating them and i don't think she gives a shit about that right (laughs) and um and then maybe she starts to care about that later on like she when she like you know kind of but in the beginning she doesn't give a shit yeah and and you know my own my own experience in the martial arts and you know having occasion to be better at something than the man that I'm partnered with Mm -hmm. and the managing being aware of, you know, that there, that there's, you know, a human being there, an ego there, and to be responsible for that. And also responsible for that. In my experience, many, not all, but many men, they like take care of me. Mm -hmm like they're taking care of me. So for me to take advantage of their taking care of me, you know, like, so to acknowledge that, like, thank you for your control. Thank you for, you know, thank you for your control more than anything else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, not using your strength against me is is pretty much, you know, what's being said. And, um, 
and at the same time like meeting meeting me respectfully like not like one of the things they do in the martial arts like when you're when you're fighting full contact is when they don't want to hurt you they they use an open hand so it's like a little kind of slappy slappy thing instead of a closed fist to punch you which when you automatically do that to me because i'm a woman it's to me it's a disrespectful mm-hmm. it's like you're saying right off the bat that i can't take a punch mm-hmm. and i can take a punch that's what i do that's my training so mm-hmm. for you to make an assumption and this is i'm dealing with it right now in in my um judo practice and i mean the environment is inherently I'm using this word it may not be the right word but misogynistic. Mhm. I don't know if they hate women but <laughs> but there's like definitely a like an expectation that 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 we are not as strong and that we can't you know handle that environment in the same way and we need to be taken care of and um my accomplishments as a martial artist are not seen um equal It's like I'm good for a woman. I'm good for an older woman. No, no, I'm just plain good. Yeah. Like really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, there's Go ahead. No, that's that's it. And that's the um you know that she I see that in her like not actually just not giving a shit. And then at some point I think there's she gets beyond that. It stops being, you know, it's not the ego. It's really about the game. Yeah. relationship in the game and the the you know the honor the privilege the respect of it. Yeah, absolutely. When she plays the grandmaster at the end for sure. Um she plays that whole tournament. Yeah, for sure. Everybody she's in front of. Like I, you know, she's got that goal, but you know when she she plays the man with the with the hair. <laughs> yeah. So you're just like I don't know, I can't remember what he says or but he's like you're the best. Yeah, he said he said I might have just played the best player of my life. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that love, that mutual respect, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I actually love this um because it comes up a lot in conversations with clients. Um you know, this idea of being accomplished and then how you do or don't present that when you're dating yeah. because for example um i think it was the guy from her russian class that he was like you're the woman the women's national champion and she was like just national champion i'm a national yeah. co-champion right it's not not the women's champion yeah. and um you know i actually have had clients before that you know dull down their accomplishments on their dating profiles or have been told to do that i don't know yeah. by which matchmakers but it's like horrible. Um yeah. <laughs> but I I'm just wondering do you have any experience with that about yeah. like Well, that? I took I took my karate pictures off of my um dating um app because I was getting it's just like the the what gets put out there like I'm saying how it present how I am presented how I'm presenting myself when that's what someone sees is you know I'm Yeah, like too strong, too I'm going to be too aggressive, you know, the the yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I mean, that's a whole separate conversation, right? But um then then th- <laughs> that makes me think like, well, it depends what you're there for, right? Because then sure. the the people you want to attract are going to love exactly. that. I know exactly. Um <laughs> the, the 
Yeah, but I want to I want to occur as more approachable, available yeah. than that might communicate. And then, you know, and then I, they go, well, what do you do for a living? And I go, well, I tell them about self-offense. <laughs> They're like, oh, great. <laughs> I'm going to date someone who's going to accuse me of something at some point. I'm sure is their first thought when, in yeah. fact, I'm probably one of the safer bets out there. But um, yeah. And, yeah. So there's so much, there's a lot of navigating, like, how am I going to be perceived? And the first impression has been inflated, like, crazy right like um but it's it's kind of cool to see in the show that she doesn't have that she she gives zero fucks she's just being herself yeah yeah you know um so okay cool so i i have a couple more questions for you before we wrap up so um the first is are there any um you know love stories or narratives or examples of relationships that you wish you saw more of on screen in general No, I can't. Nothing comes to mind. Nothing you feel comes. pretty represented on screen. Like you, you, you find love stories that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then um, if you had to look at your love life, right? The story of your romantic life. Um, and it was put into a limited series like this or a seven hour movie. Um, what do you think viewers would get from that movie? Good, good question. Um, you know, the power of vulnerability, authenticity, um, passion, uh, love. Um, you know, like, like um, fucking up <laughs> and carrying on. <laughs> Um, you know, whatever that spirit is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Resilience. And I think that's a, a big yeah. one in the show as well. Yeah. 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 And she has that whole comeback thing, you know, that whole, like, like that fall from the pedestal, as you say, right. That, and that she pulls herself, how she, you know, pulls herself together too. Like, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Do that. Yeah. There's really something to that resiliency. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with listeners before we wrap up? Um, just, this has been awesome. An awesome conversation. Thanks. Thanks for your listening. And, um, you know, Michelle, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been just a real joy to be in conversation with you. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed it too. I think it was great. I, I think people will get a lot of value from your sharing. And um, can you tell people where to find you? I know there are many places, but if people sure. want to check out all your amazing work. Yeah, the actually we simplified it. You go to Shehan, S-H-I-H-A-N, Michelle, shehanmichelle.com. And from there, um, you can, you know, get to my uh, different companies and websites and a little bit more about me and um, the work that we do and particularly in self-offense, you know, that's the one that's near and dear that we want to share with as many people as possible. Yeah. And is there anything, cause I know that I shared a lot in the beginning. Is there anything you want to briefly say about self-offense? 
Well, it's a, it's a personal protection practice and uh, self-offense. I don't know that I could, that I, that I'm able to say it simply um, except check it out. And we have a, a course coming up and I highly recommend that you do it, that you have the people in your life do it. Um, and uh, it's great. It's, it's, it's great work to keep yourself safe and also be in life, like living your biggest, best, most self-expressed adventurous life um, and do that safely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shihan, thank you again for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here, and I really hope you got something valuable out of this episode. If you did enjoy it, please go ahead and leave a review or rating wherever you get your podcasts. That way more people can see it. And don't forget to subscribe so you know when the next episode comes out. If you want more content about love and dating, or you want to find out all the different ways you can work with me right now, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Michelle Zylar. And I'm also on TikTok and all of those other things, but... Instagram is really where I hang out. So feel free to stop over and say hi, or if not, I'll see you in the next episode.